When last we met Jesus, last Sunday, in that synagogue in Nazareth, things were going well. Luke narrates the opening scene in Jesus' public ministry as a public reading of a text from Isaiah. Jesus goes to the synagogue, as was his custom, and he's handed the scroll of Isaiah. He opens it up and he reads the passage which talks about the Spirit of the Lord coming upon him, anointing him to preach good news to the poor, release to the captives, to announce the year of the Lord's favor. He rolls it up, he hands it back, and he says to the synagogue, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And the room is filled with an energy and excitement. They're amazed. They're absolutely amazed because this is Joseph's son, one of their own, a member of their own tribe. And he's the one. He's the one who God has sent to do amazing things. And as some are mentioning that and wondering aloud with excitement, you can guarantee there's one in that room that is saying, yes, I won the lottery. Jesus is one of us. This is so good. He's one of our tribe. He's going to cure every illness in this town. And people are going to come from all over the world to this backward place. And I'm going to be able to sell my falafels on the corner. Work with me. <laughs> but seriously, that excitement that Jesus is one of them, that's one of their tribe. They're so thrilled. This is kind of like the excitement when a friend or a family member gets you tickets to the game. Or is able to upgrade you. Some perks, some privilege. We all like that, don't we? It's nice to have part members of your tribe when you're out there in the world to know that you have a little inside hook into some things. But just as the room really gets excited about that, Jesus causes things to sour. He tells them two stories. He tells them two stories that totally move them from the place of joy to anger and violence. The first story is about the widow at Zarephath. Elijah, well-known prophet of Israel. There are many stories you could tell of Elijah, but Jesus picks the one that's a little uncomfortable. You see, there were many widows at the time of Elijah and the great famine. But Elijah is sent to none of them. None of them in the tribe of Israel. He's instead sent outside the country to a foreigner, to not even a believer. And he announces God's favor. Allows for them to be cared in the midst of struggle. Now, you can imagine the boiling in the room. The temperatures are getting a little bit heated here. But then the second example, why that just pushes them over the edge. Elisha, the one who follows Elijah, he is sent 
not to the lepers of Israel, but he's sent to a foreigner, and not just a foreigner, a commander in the foreigner's army. This is the enemy, Naaman, to heal the outsider, the enemy. And at that point, the room bursts in anger. How dare you talk about God loving anybody else but us? How dare you put it in our face? It's kind of like what happened in the second Gulf War. Colleagues of mine were praying for Saddam Hussein. Now, I didn't, I couldn't bring myself to do that. We were, after all, in war, and we had troops over there, but some prayed. And they didn't pray for his destruction. They didn't pray that, that he might have horrible things done to him. They simply reached out with compassion and love. And you can just imagine how that went down in their congregations. They were angry. They were filled with rage. How dare you suggest that we pray for those outside this tribe? How dare you suggest such things? Jesus points a direction that leads the people outside of themselves there's something inside of us, a natural inclination to take care of our own, to be present to our family, to be present to our community, our nation, to be present to those who are like us. But Jesus holds up that that is the absolute seed of sin. Because if we turn inward and take care only of our tribe, if we take care only of those who are like us, then we are focusing all of our energy, resources, time inward. And that's not the direction of God. At least that's not the direction that Jesus' ministry takes him. Because you see, after this time in Nazareth, Jesus is constantly going beyond the tribe, going beyond the comfort zones, going beyond those who are on the fringes and beyond to announce to them God's love and grace. And Jesus invites the church that follows him to do the same, to go to those places that are torn and in conflict to go to those places at war and announce the peace and the justice of God. Just a few minutes ago, we had the baptism. And what a wonderful, what a wonderful baptism. Uh, Lily is just, Lillian is just beautiful. She is dear. And uh, she, she is just, it's wonderful. I love baptisms. It's probably the best thing of being a pastor. You get to do baptisms. And did you hear? We talked about the promises of God. We talked about the love of God. That this little one now has God's promise that no matter what happens, God will be with her. God will love her and care for her. In those times in her life when she can only focus on herself, God is going to forgive her 
And God's going to connect her with family and with church. So her life may be connected with others. Lillian is God's child. But she's not the center of the universe. And guess what? Neither are we. Neither is our tribe. Neither is our church. The center of life is God's love. And we are invited to share in that love and in the direction of that love, which is always moving beyond ourselves, beyond our narrow interpretations, beyond our limitations, beyond what we can even fathom. God's love moves us in the direction of the world. And we invited her to be a part of a ministry, a mission, that the place, the people of God who follow in the path of Jesus move in the direction out beyond ourselves. That we might share in that grace, in that forgiveness, that we might share in that love, in everything we do, not only in, these building, in this building, but that the walls might be expanded to include those outside. May God strengthen each of us in that ministry. May God strengthen each of us in our baptisms as we carry forth the love of God that walks through and leads us onward. Amen.